0: Good evening. Please have your Bible ready in the book of James in the New Testament, chapter 5 and verse 16. This passage will introduce our topic this evening, and this will be connected to one of the goals that we have outlined for this year, and you'll see that very quickly as we begin our study. You're probably familiar with James five sixteen. Therefore, confess your sins to one another, And pray for one another that you may be healed. The prayer of a righteous person has great power as it is working. The book of James is often identified as a book about the practice of being a Christian. And it is designed for every Christian, new Christians, old Christians, whatever your background whatever your present spiritual needs might be, your circumstance now. The book of James has something for you to learn, for me to learn. We are challenged by the instruction God gives through the book of James. It's one of the most practical books of the Bible, and I believe that characterization is correct, but I would add to it it is about the practice of being a Christian in an unfriendly environment. And I say that because James was writing to Christians who had been scattered by persecution. And if I understand James 1 verse 2 correctly, these Christians were undergoing trials of various kinds. And there is strong indication in chapter 1 and in chapter 5 that they were being harassed and oppressed by the rich, unbelieving class. So the theme of the book of James could be stated in this way, the practice of being a Christian in an unfriendly environment. And that's very similar to the content and the theme in the book of Hebrews, and likewise in First and 2 Peter. So, in the rich instruction from God to persecuted Christians through the pen of James, we would expect to find exhortation to pray, and we would expect to find it attached to this promise. The prayer of a righteous person has great power in its working. Now, we're going to take that and we're going to make an application to senior Christians. But with this qualification, if you want to be an effective prayer in your senior years, it is highly recommended you learn to pray and rely on God through prayer In your junior years. And so what I'm going to teach tonight from James 5.16 and applications from that. This is for everybody. Though there's going to be an emphasis for seniors. If I am considered a senior Christian. And I suppose at 71 I'm close. I think I know what senior Christians pray about. From my experience and others my age and older with whom I've had conversation, I believe I know what is the first thing we pray for in our senior years our kids and grandkids. There may be many other things we bring into our conversations with God through Christ, but probably primary when you get into your senior years, your kids, and your grandkids. Family is usually at the top of our list. Our priorities of thought and prayer. The first things we may bring up in prayer would be our kids and our grandkids. We want them to be successful and prosperous and educated and healthy of course, but of first importance We want our children and grandchildren to respond to the gospel of Christ. And then thereafter to grow spiritually. Let's put it this way. We want people in our family to go to heaven. And if we observe our children and grandchildren not responding to the gospel and not serving God, those prayers can become even more intense. Christians are legacy-oriented people. And I mean by that, we want to pass on the faith to the next generation in our families. We want to be good spiritual ancestors. That was reflected in Tim's prayer earlier. We love their souls We long to see them in faithful churches, but in addition to those with the family blood and name, we want there to be faithful churches. And we want the gospel to be proclaimed after we are gone. So for obvious reasons of affection and attachment, and with commitment to leaving a good spiritual legacy, the prayers of senior Christians very often will include first our children and our grandchildren. But I want to explore other content with you this evening of the prayers of seniors, remembering now that if you want to be a good prayer as a senior, you need to start in your junior years. There are three specific areas of concern I'm going to bring up, number one, let us who are senior Christians in the kingdom pray for all the workers in the kingdom. Maybe you've heard this story, maybe from me. One time a gospel meeting was beginning on a Sunday morning during the auditorium class time. The guest preacher spoke, and this was a young preacher with extremely energetic personality about him and he would pace up and down the aisle as preachers used to do a couple of generations ago and he would ask questions and he would just walk up to people in the audience and confront them and at one point he would just point to people in the audience right in front of them and say what do you do in this church and of course as you imagine that it was awkward But one man who was singled out said, Well, I'm a deacon here and I hold Bible classes in my home and I lead singing. And the young man went through the whole audience and singled people out. And he'd say, What do you do in this church? And everybody, of course, was ready with some kind of an answer. But right up front, there was an elderly lady in her 80s. And he didn't didn't ask her what she did. He skipped her so she spoke up she said preacher you didn't ask me what I do see the preacher had assumed that she wasn't able to do anything at her age bless her heart but she spoke up and so the preacher said okay what do you do and she said I pray for all these other folks that's it isn't it the preachers pace and volume went down and everybody knew that she was right In your senior years, you may not be able to do what you did in your 20s, though I know people in their 80s who are doing more than they did in their younger years, but you can always pray for the workers in the kingdom. Pray that the workers who are perhaps more active than you're able to be, pray that they remain steadfast to the teaching of truth. Pray for the safety of those who take the gospel into dangerous areas. Pray for elders and preachers and Bible class teachers. Pray for parents, for families, for teenagers, for young couples. If you can't get out of your house much anymore, you can pray in your house for the planting of the seed of the kingdom. And young people, don't take it lightly. When a senior Christian tells you they're praying for you because the prayer of a righteous person has great power as it is working. Here's another example. Let us who are older fill our prayers with gratitude. 1 Thessalonians 5.18 Give thanks in all circumstances, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. So, I'm aware that when you get into those senior years, you have some aches and pains, and you spend a lot of time in the doctor's offices, and you can't do what you did in your 20s, and may sometimes feel isolated. I get that. But we must not get bogged down in the pit of the continual recital of nothing but the details of aging. Look back over your life and think about all you have to be grateful for and praise God for. Fulfill and apply the lyrics of that old gospel song, Count Your Many Blessings. Maybe I've told you this before. I did something a few years ago, and at first I thought it would be just a passing fad. But it really got my attention and gave me some richness about gratitude I didn't have before. I did that 30-day Thanksgiving challenge that circulates through social media every fall the idea was to take the 30 days of November and make a list of 30 things that you are thankful for. Some blessing that you can specify. And so I took that challenge and I made the list over the summer of 2016. And then when November came, I got up early in the morning and took something from that list and I shared that online. And I thought that would be fun and somebody Somebody wanted me to do it, some of my friends, but it was far more than fun. It really helped me keep and enhance a good frame of mind. It forced me to be specific about gratitude. Now, folks, that's one of our problems. That's one of our problems. In my judgment... One problem we have with gratitude is we think of it and we express it in broad, general terms, but we fail and neglect to be specific about it. We say things like, I'm sure thankful. I'm thankful to God for all I have. Well, how about making a list of what you have? There is great value in making a list of what you have from God. That old song, count your many blessings, says, you remember, name them one by one. That was long before people on social media came up with that 30-day Thanksgiving challenge. Name them one by one. Let your gratitude to God be specific. Make a list for your own encouragement. I promise that will help you. Paul said, Give thanks in all circumstances, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. So here's how that all helped me. I have been so blessed in my life. I had good parents. I was surrounded by faithful Christians. In my early days of preaching, I had people who helped me and advised me wisely and who sometimes gave me constructive criticism I needed that I didn't appreciate exactly on the same day that they gave it. In almost 50 years of preaching and almost 30 years here, I have been treated far better than I deserve. I've been able to work with the best people in the world. I've got a tremendously helpful and loving wife, and we will celebrate 50 years together later this year. Nine grandchildren so far. I get to meet great people when I travel. I need to keep making that list. Not just in the fall and not just between the time that I say, pass the turkey and dressing. Senior prayers need to be loaded with thanksgiving because the prayer of a righteous person has great power as it is working. Turn to 2nd. Timothy chapter 4. Second Timothy chapter 4. I'm going to meet you there in a moment in verses 6 through 8. May senior Christians pray that we will finish strong. Here's, here's a man who finished strong. For I am already being poured out as a drink offering and the time of my departure has come. I have fought the good fight I have finished the race, I have kept the faith. Henceforth, there is laid up for me the crown of righteousness, which the Lord, the righteous judge, will award to me on that day, and not only to me, but also to all who have loved his appearing. Someone said one time, I read this, that this is the Apostle Paul's Retirement prayer. I think given everything we know about Paul, that has strong reality in describing this text. He would soon retire from his work, not to a vacation home. His earthly journey would come to a close. And did you notice he actually refers to his pension plan? Did you hear it? There is laid up for me the crown of righteousness which the Lord, the righteous judge, will award to me on that day. Paul fought the good fight. He finished the race. He kept the faith. God's grace would soon grant to him the fullness of the pension plan. Paid for by Christ claimed by Paul through the obedience of faith in Christ. I want to finish strong, don't you? Probably 60 years ago, finishing strong wasn't on my mind. I wanted to finish high school and then finish basic training in the army and finish college and finish paying for the first car and finish raising kids Finishing back then was about earthly relationships and pursuits. Though I navigated them by faith, being a senior citizen and finishing strong wasn't on my mind then, but it is now. As you age, the reality of heaven is more and more pronounced there is this ever-present awareness that your days are numbered. You want to make certain that you're right in every way that God expects you to be right. You want to make certain you are ready as Paul was ready. You find yourself reviewing your life and making certain there's nothing you've overlooked that you need to deal with now and you want to do better from here on. You want to make certain that maturity is not just age, but spiritual condition, ready to meet the Lord and be a recipient of that pension payment. I don't think it is mellowing, but I talked to other preachers my age and older who were firebrands 40 years ago. And they haven't changed their mind about the issues they dealt with and the convictions they hold. They haven't gone soft, but they're more balanced and sober and patient about their own spiritual welfare and their own journey. It is the way you begin to think as you age, and that leads you into prayer that you may finish strong. I've just finished reading a good book by D. Bowman. The Joy of Growing Old in Christ. Now, if you look on Amazon, there are many books with the title The Joy of Growing Old. You're going to have to find D's this way The Joy of Growing Old in Christ. And D said this at one place in his book Prayers don't have to be long, but they need to be regular. Prayer is vital. Along with His Word, it is the only connection we have with our Father through Christ. Here's something I found some time ago that I edited just a little from the Ann Landers column several years ago. It's called a prayer for your latter years. Lord, Thou knowest that I'm growing older keep me from becoming too talkative and particularly keep me from falling into the tiresome habit of expressing an opinion on every subject. Well, I need that. Release me from the craving to straighten out everybody's affairs. Keep my mind free from the recital of endless details. Give me wings to get to the point. Give me grace, dear Lord, to listen to others describe their aches and pains. Help me endure the boredom with patience and keep my lips sealed. For my own aches and pains are increasing in number and intensity. And the pleasure of discussing them is becoming sweeter as the years go by. Teach me the glorious lesson that occasionally I might be mistaken. Keep me reasonably sweet. I do not wish to be better than others, but a sour old person is the work of the devil. Make me thoughtful, but not moody. Helpful, but not pushy independent, yet able to accept with graciousness favors that others wish to bestow on me. Free me of the notion that simply because I've lived a long time, I'm wiser than those who have not lived so long. I don't know about you, but that's exactly what I need. All of us want to finish strong. Let's help each other get there and work at it and build bridges across the generational gap to help each other and pray for each other and pray together, knowing this, that the prayer of a righteous person has great power in its working. I'll say what I said this morning. It's what Christians do. Let's be standing as we sing. In high and holy lays